Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hello and welcome to episode 148 of Geek Town Radio. Back this week with Matt. Hi David, how are you, how are you doing? I'm alright, how are you? I'm fine. Good, good. Uh, yes, thank you. Ross had an emergency, so Ross was supposed to do this week and Matt stepped in at the last minute, so uh, I'm very yeah. happy to have you on. <laughs> It's fine, it's happy, it's good to uh, to be back. So what have you been up to then since you were last on? I've been playing, well, I finished Mass Effect 2 and I'm on to Mass Effect 3, which I got the 360 versions thereof playable on the Xbox One. Of course. Oh, cool, uh, yeah. So, so it was the first Mass Effect. So I finished the second one of that, which I thought was really, really good. I made a save file slot, like just before you go into the final bit. It's all, it, you know, like yeah. in games where you have the no point and no return thing. So I made a save file uh, for that so that I could have another go at it which I think I will because I got most of my character well I didn't get them killed they stood in doorways where they should have been standing and got themselves shot so yeah, uh, I, yeah. I, I won't take the blame for that so. it's, there, there are if you want to go look online there are ways of to tell you how to get through that without yeah. losing people but it, it is I mean it's best not to look it up the first time you try it through see if you can get it through yeah, yourself yeah I thought but... I'd just you know, go through it and, and see what I could uh, what I could do Yeah, but there, there's certain and I mean it's not really spoilers because you can have the game turn out different ways there's certain characters that were like if you go through a certain part of the game and you're trying to close this door and the collectors are shooting back at you and one of the characters like stands in the doorway and you think you know take cover so you know get <laughs> shot and then they do get shot and they die yeah so, uh, which happened to a few characters yeah so deaths like that aren't really your fault you can't really do that much about them but no. I, i'm guessing there's ways beforehand that you can probably change things so um yeah. i think two mass fit two has better characters than three i'm not really impressed with the characters in the third one yeah i, I have to say i think two is probably universally held as being the best out of that trilogy I think. Yeah. And then I started the third one, which I think the combat's better in the third one. That's, yeah, I would agree. Something yeah. I, yeah, which is, you know, a newer gameplay system and stuff. So I'm doing, I've done some of that. I've only done about five or six hours and then I decided to take a break. And then I started, uh, so three, three is still good, but I'm just not quite getting on with the characters as much. Yeah. Um, but the gameplay is still really good. So then I took a break from Mass Effect and played uh, FIFA 18's The Journey. Um, I don't know if you've heard of, of these. It's basically... Oh. Yeah. Like a, a sort of storyline. It's a bit different from something like a career mode or a ultimate team or anything like that, where like you're just playing as a team and you're trying to win the league. It's much more sort of story based because you play as a guy called Alex Hunter, and it's basically about getting him through his career as best he can. Yeah. Um. So you don't stay at like one club or two clubs, depending on I guess how well you do for each of them. But like if you score a couple of goals and and do and do well and stuff, the press gives Hunter a better name, and that's. Kind kind of right, your objective yeah. is to do as good as you can in the games not to win the league because you don't play 38 games with Alex Hunter over and over again yeah you sort of play one or two games and you have like a cutscene break and then maybe you go to a different club you actually get a few choices in the second one as opposed to the first one that they did and there's quite uh, some quite cool bits where um Alex is his career is a bit in limbo you're like he's like not sure who's playing playing for um right his contract's sort of like not tied to anyone right and then you actually get the choice between three different clubs the agent comes up to you and uh says oh i've been in contact with europe and and all these all this stuff okay. of course they can kind of make up whatever they want because yeah it's Hunter isn't tied to any yeah. club. yeah so you do that and then you get the choice at least i had the choice of psg Bayern, or atletico madrid and i went with Bayern. and then after about 
four or five games the manager or the coach like calls you in and he says i've been thinking about like improving the team he says oh there's three players i have here i'm going to sign one of them but because they'll be playing next to you you get to decide so you actually get to decide somebody who joins the team that okay. was really really cool i don't think i picked the right player the formation changed and it just didn't quite work <laughs> um if you don't get a good partnership with him but you get cut scenes where the player comes up to you and he's like oh i don't think we're doing good and we need to play better and stuff and you get dialogue options and stuff so it's, it's pretty good it's it's an interesting addition to the whole fifa yeah. thing that yeah. having a sort of almost rpg element in it which uh, mm. i thought it was i mean i don't i've played fifa a little bit i don't really i'm not a huge sports gamer so uh but i i have play, played a few fifas but this really intrigued me i may have to go and have a look mm-hmm. at it the, it's interesting. the second journey mode on 18 as opposed to the first one which was on 17 yeah. the second one's a lot better um i felt a lot more sort of um, okay into it gives you some better choices and stuff and it seems like there's a few paths you can take i don't know how different the ending will be of course you'd have to play it through it a few times but it's interesting that they don't just give you this character and say play 38 games of this team you like change teams and stuff so yeah yeah there is there is some story in there which is good yeah yeah. The thing I finished watching, which I'm now really sad about, is The Good Place. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to miss that show. It's I love big, that show. Big, it's yeah. become quite special to me. When it was a case that I had more episodes to hand, I would sort of watch one when I felt down or something. And <laughs> a few times recently, I felt like particularly down. And the show always just always managed to make me laugh. So it became very special to me. Yeah. Um, and it's interesting how they took such a basic concept and wrote it so well and acted it so well and yeah. put it together so well it it really was a good surprise to me because I remember you mentioned it a few times and there's a few other people that mentioned it and I thought oh it might be kind of good and it took about five or six episodes to get into it but once it hit that stride I really got into it quite a lot and um, uh, I'm sad that I haven't got any more episodes so, yeah yeah um, well I mean it, it, it is coming back again but it is yeah, yeah. it's you've you've got a long wait and then you'll have to watch it weekly and I and I know what you mean I did the same thing because we've been waiting for ages for it to come over and they put season one on as a box set onto right. Netflix and then season two came out weekly. I sort of having having to wait weekly just to watch it, I think was, yeah, that that was like, I want it now, I want it now, you know. Yeah, and it, then I even went on Netflix and typed in like TV comedies and scrolled through and I was like, there's just nothing here. <laughs> think, well, there was things there, but nothing that was, I was looking to fill the void and there wasn't anything yeah. at the time that was, uh, that appealed to me. Such a good so show. even, even 20 minutes, it's a week it feels like nothing for that show yeah um and it's good what month does it usually come back i think it's an autumn show so uh oh. you could wait until the end of the year unfortunately or you know september-ish september october yeah. very interesting what they did at the end of because they did a little twist at the end of the first season and then they did another twist at the end of the second season which yeah. was a bigger twist not sure how i feel about it but i i definitely trust the writers on the show to, to come up with something interesting because i think they've more than earned their trust excellent, excellent show. yeah yeah and then the last thing i have uh, is black panther which i went to see i suppose to and everyone else in our, our little chat group a little while ago I think I might be getting a bit of superhero fatigue there's just <laughs> there's a lot there's a lot yeah, of stuff there is there. there is I was I can't remember what film I was looking at recently but oh I think it's it's HBO we're doing a film version of uh, Fahrenheit uh, 451 is it the, uh, oh, the novel oh I saw a for that yesterday yeah, yeah, yeah they released a trailer for it, it. That, yeah, yeah. They're, and it's got Michael B. Jordan in it. And I was looking through the cast list and I was talking to a friend of mine and going, oh yeah, they've been in a superhero movie. They've been in a superhero movie. Like half the cast have been in superhero films. And yeah. I th- it's not that they picked cast from superhero films. It's just half of Hollywood has been in a superhero <laughs> film at this point. It's yeah. ridiculous. But no, that was really, really good. Hopefully we'll be, we'll be able to do a podcast in the in the coming weeks or so. Denai yeah. um, Greer is in, in the film. She's really, yeah. really good as, as she always is in that Walking Dead and, and stuff yes it, it, it was still a very good film but since like before um, Thor Ragnarok I've been ready for Infinity War just to go to the next phase and it's like okay Thor's here watch that and then Black Panther's here okay watch that and the next the next one's Infinity War isn't it the next yeah. Marvel film yeah I think um, so so I'm, I've been ready for that for a while just to get into the kind of the next phase and get sort of yeah. do these character introductions
reductions and changes and stuff. But it's still a very, very good film. Yeah. I don't think the possible superhero fatigue is something to put it down. It's still a very good film. Yeah. It's just that there's a lot of stuff already out there and stuff that's still coming as well. Um, I mean, things like Cloak and Dagger haven't even started and Runaways, we haven't even got that yet. And there's a bunch of superhero shows coming back as well. So yeah, there's a lot of stuff. There is. So we'll see. And that's all the stuff I, I have to talk about. Obviously, Walking Dead came back last night. I'm assuming you watched that. Yeah. Uh, we won't get into that now, uh, but we are doing a Walking Dead podcast, which we'll be doing for Entertainment Talk later on in the week. So uh, we won't go into that right now. I think you can tell by Matt's voice <laughs> how impressed or was not impressed he might have I been. I don't know. I'll just say one thing quickly. The episode was very, very good. I just don't know how to feel, but yeah. I'll tell you yes. on Wednesday. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. So we'll uh, that, in a weird position with the show. <laughs> look out for that on Wednesday. Yeah. We will uh, we'll talk about that over on Entertainment Talk. So other stuff this week. One thing I just wanted to start out with was Kevin Smith, who is uh, the director and podcaster, and he's also been he directed episodes of The Flash and Supergirl quite recently. He's become a, a quite a good TV director, but he did movies such as Clerks and Dogma and Chasing Amy and Mole Rats, and uh, he posted a tweet out yesterday incredibly eloquent eloquent tweet considering the fact that he was lying in a hospital bed at the time because he just suffered a massive heart attack mm. um he survived he had a hundred percent blockage in the artery in his heart which is known as the widow maker because usually if that gets blocked and the everything stops working you're dead so thankfully he was doing two shows thankfully cancelled his second show and decided to go to the hospital rather than try and power through it because the doctor had said if he hadn't he would have been dead so i just wanted to say i'm i'm a huge huge fan of kevin smith kevin's kind of part one of the inspirations for the fact that we're even doing this show in the first place because he does shows that are about entertainment things and it was one of the things that i kind of looked at and thought i'd quite like to do a show a bit like that so uh i just wanted to say thank god you're still around and uh i you know, hope you get better really soon kev because the world will be a much sadder place without you in it so uh you know get well soon moving on to to TV shows Young Sheldon was the uh, first sort of new show I mean I've been watching all my regular stuff but uh, Young Sheldon was the first new mm. show that I, I watched actually very different to Big Bang it's yeah. it's a very very different style it's a single camera comedy it's not a multi-camera shot in front of a live studio audience it's not that sort of thing it's a very different type of show reminds me a little bit of things like The Wonder Years <laughs> which is a, a very old show for the older members of our audience reminds me a little bit of that sort of thing you i thoroughly enjoyed it though i thought it was uh it was hugely entertaining the uh, kid that plays shelton in it is brilliant absolutely brilliant it has a sort of different style and kind of class to it than just being a straight knockabout comedy i think because of the fact that you've not got audience laughs taped over the top of them and, or you know a live <laughs> audience over the top so uh i'm worth going to check out i think it was e4's highest audience share or highest launch of a show ever i think it was Oh, nice. uh, so they've done really well with it but um yeah worth going to check out if you've not if you've kind of not a fan of big bang i would still suggest going to look at young sheldon you know if you mm. if you liked big bang in the early days but have sort of fallen away from it i would go and look at young sheldon because i think it's a very different type of show and it, it could be more appealing to you Star Wars Rebels came back with a, a tragic opening episode. I mean, brilliant, but I mean, for, for a thing that started out as a kid's cartoon, that's done so well, that show, and ties so much of the Star Wars stuff together. Very, very interesting and sort of dark opening episode for the second half of this uh, final season. But uh, yeah, worth going to watch if you've not caught up with that yet. Sounds a bit like something else that came back this week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, almost, yes, very similar. Here and Now was another show that I caught. This is on Sky Atlantic. It's an HBO show. It comes from Alan Ball, who is the creator of True Blood and uh, or the True Blood TV series and uh, Six Feet Under as well, if you ever watched that. It, it feels far closer to something like Six Feet Under than True Blood. It's basically about this sort of multiracial family. You know, it's it's a couple of parents that were sort of previously hippie parents. Uh, they and they've got this sort of multiracial family. So the kids are all adopted from various different places. Very compelling, very interesting story. There's nothing particularly sci-fi about it. There's something a little bit odd going on with one of the kids 
but it's not entirely clear whether that's a mental illness or whether there's something else going on. So it's got that slight otherworldly feel to it, which is sort of what Six Feet Under had as well. But yeah, I really enjoyed it. Second episode, I think, came out last night, which I haven't got to watch yet, but I will be going back to watch more of that. I've been working my way through The Strain Season 4, which is currently on Sky Box Sets and Now TV, after having been dropped by Dave or W, whoever was running whatever UK, UK TV channel was running it really enjoying that it's such a shame that they didn't bring that earlier because it's a really solid season i'm i'm getting towards the end of them wrapping it up because that is the final season of that but i've i've been really enjoying that and uh, more zombies i watched i zombie season four this morning which i know you haven't seen yet but uh no, yet. first episode of that is now on Netflix. Very interesting to see what they've done with Ravi because that was sort of how okay. they ended the previous season because it's not referenced for quite a lot of the episode. I that I found that very, mm. very interesting as how they handled that. And uh, gaming-wise, I've been playing quite a lot of Kingdom Come Deliverance, which is this new RPG game where it's set in sort of medieval Europe and you play some guy it's not some big hero <laughs> it's he's the son of a blacksmith in a town that gets overrun by sort of a marauding horde and he ends up in the service of a lord but you're not particularly anybody special you know you don't have like some major hero destiny that's going to make you become king as far as i could tell you're just okay. some guy in the service of a lord and it's quite nicely put together uh it's it's quite a solid rpg it's a good base to build on I, i'm sort of going to be very interested to see what they do further on but when they do you know kingdom come 2 or kingdom come 3 it's one of those things that we've been slightly spoilt with some of these sort of stuff with things like the witcher 3 which which do these kind of RPGs so brilliantly. And there are nice things in Deliverance, but there are areas where you think, well, they could have fleshed that out a bit more or they could have done a bit more with this particular thing, you know. Yeah, I saw I saw an article yesterday that the developer said that like he wished he had a bit more time to 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 sort of smooth yeah. the game out yeah, and put I a bit more time in. I, I saw that. And th there are a couple of little bugs, nothing kind of major. It's not overly buggy, but there are a few little bits and pieces. And mm -hmm. there are things like they, I don't think they tested the lot picking stuff particularly well because that was horrendous when it first uh, oh. started. <laughs> and uh, it's that seems to be improved quite a lot now. They've also had, people are making mods for it on PC, but they are actually apparently add, adding mod support for PC and console. So official mod support, because at the moment it's sort of unofficial mod support so uh, they will actually be be adding those in which should expand things and add a lot more interesting stuff they did that with fallout 4 which really added a whole new bunch of things you could do in the game yeah robert's been playing uh kingdom come deliverance he said it is he's quite enjoying it um yeah. i asked him if he thinks i'd like it do you do you think i would yeah i i think so given that you're playing through rpg things at the moment it's a different sort of rpg game but okay yeah i think you probably would i i don't see why you wouldn't like like it okay it's uh you know it, it's got all the uh, you know a lot of this traditional rpg tropes in it but there are enough differences in there to make it kind of a, a compelling thing to go through so uh, i'm quite enjoying that i think i'm about 30 hours in at the moment so um oh, okay and i don't know how far through i am yet it's very difficult to tell but yeah i am i am enjoying it as i say i don't think it's quite up there with some of the bethesda stuff or you know the witcher or or the bioware things but it's a good solid stab at an rpg and i will be interested very interested to see what they do after this and what the second you know kingdom gun deliverance two or three end up becoming because i think there is a lot that they could build on on it as well so interesting game interesting game that's all the stuff we've been doing this week let's move on to some tv and film news to kick off the tv and film news this week with some air date updates brooklyn 99 finally has an air date which is coming to e4 on the 8th of march at 9 p.m so that one's back nashville is back for its sixth season on sky living that's coming on the 9th of march the final season time to time to say goodbye but i'm looking forward to seeing some of the actors and actresses on on different things in the future so because yeah. that always opens that door as well because that was actually the reason that hayden couldn't do heroes reborn because she was on 20 yeah. plus episodes in nashville so <laughs> yeah um 
I'm looking forward to, to seeing them in some other stuff as well. I don't quite know how you would end a show like that, Sean, but I guess I'll see at some point. So yeah, yeah. Um, looking forward to that. 9th of March for that, that's back. Santa Clarita Diet, that's uh, season two of that is coming on the 23rd of March. I've watched a few more episodes of that. It's a, it's a fun little sort of zombie show. Uh, that's, it's very weird in places. Yes, it's strange. Um, it is strange, yeah. but it's fun. I've been enjoying that. Lost in Space, which is the Netflix reimagining of the classic 60s Lost in Space series. That dropped a little trailer, which really didn't give anything away. Um, it was basically a bunch of people getting onto a spaceship in slow motion. <laughs> uh, but it yeah. uh, doesn't give a lot away. Th- 13th of April, that's arriving. But I am very much looking forward to that. I think that that won the most anticipated new show on the Geek Town Awards, that one. So, uh, mm. yeah, I'm, I'm very much looking forward to seeing how that works. And it's got a, a good cast in it. So, uh, so yes, it's going to be an interesting one to see. But there is a little trailer which is up on the site now and uh, that announcing the air date, which is 13th of April. Genius Picasso, that's coming to National Geographic and that's on the 23rd of April. This was the is the sort of follow-up to the previous one which was done on Einstein this is Antonio Banderas as Picasso for uh, for this version that's coming to National Geographic UK Monday the 23rd of April at 8pm for that and episodes the brilliant brilliant Matt LeBlanc and uh, Stephen Mangan series that is returning for its fifth and final season on BBC2 that's on the 30th of March uh, they haven't given the exact time yet but it, it'll likely be 10pm I don't know whether you've seen any of these they are one of the funniest comedies uh, I've been interested for a while, but I haven't seen where it is. But the other day I did find uh, some of it on Netflix. So um, oh, okay. maybe this could be a, a new comedy for, for me to watch. Yeah. Because I'll have to wait a while for the good <laughs> so. Yeah, I, I would say, I mean, it's not exactly a feel-good comedy. It's it's okay. sort of, it's funny though. It is very, very funny. I mean, it's Matt LeBlanc playing Matt LeBlanc or a rather yeah. twisted I'm in the version. middle of Friends uh, as it happens. Um, right, so it okay. be quite good to watch as well. Yeah, it's, it is a very interesting one to watch watch i think is a companion piece to friends but uh matt leblanc playing a very twisted version of himself the main story is about two screenwriters who are british screenwriters have a huge hit over here they get convinced to go and rewrite the show for america and it ends up in the american studio system and gets sort of bent out of shape you know so it's no longer the show that they originally created uh, uh. and matt leblanc ends up starring in it who is the most grossly inappropriate person to be starring in the series <laughs> So, uh, it, but it is hilarious. It, it is one of my favourite comedies. I adore it. And so I'm very happy that's back. I'm kind of sad it's finishing, but I'm very happy that's back. The uh, final season of that, 30th of March on BBC Two, that's coming. And there's a couple of renewals. Uh, Amazon have renewed Law, which was, um, it, it's a kind of visual version of a podcast series, basically. There is a podcast series called Law, which they decided to turn into a TV show. And the TV show is basically the podcast, but with visuals, uh, essentially. So, and it's it's about all those kind of campfire stories of, that you know people have told about sort of hauntings and alien abductions and things like like that. All these sort of stories, and they then turn it into uh, they put visuals to it, which are like sort of animations and things with live actors and uh, a voiceover. And it, it's a really interesting show. I've seen a few episodes of the first series and uh, really enjoyed it, but other things kind of got in the way. So I'm quite happy they've renewed that because it's, it's very different to anything else that's out there and uh, the Muppets apparently are coming back as well these are coming to the uh, to to the Disney streaming service whatever that happens to be called when they launch it next year or whenever it's next oh, year actually so it's coming it? to the one that hasn't yes been, the, the oh. Streaming right. service with no name. One of the uh, one of the two streaming services with no name because DC's doesn't have a name either. But uh, Disney's Disney's I think is is coming next year. I think it's the end of 2019. They're launching their streaming I think service. I remember seeing something like that. Yeah, but it won't launch worldwide until probably until 2020. One of the shows that was missing off that list when they announced what shows were coming was the Muppets. So they've now added the Muppets to that list. So there is going to be another Muppet Show TV series, which hopefully is better than the one that they ended up cancelling because that wasn't great 
the uh, recent outing. I would like to see them go back to something which is a bit more almost kid-focused and not trying to aim as much as an adult audience, which is, I think, the mistake they made last time. It wasn't really Muppety enough. It needs to be sillier. I would like to see them go back to something which is more like the traditional 70s Muppet Show series. But we'll see. I I have a lot of love for the Muppets. I, I do hope that uh, that works out well. Um, moving on to larger news stories. Last week, we mentioned some casting for the Sabrina Teenage Witch series where we mentioned Michelle Gomez had been cast as uh, one of the sort of villains in the show. They then, over the past week, have announced the, all the main players, really. There's a lot of British people, a lot of British casting going on on this show. Uh, Lucy Davis will play Hilda Spellman, who is one of the two aunts. If you remember the old TV show, she plays Hilda, who yeah. is the sort of goofier of the two aunts. She's got a warm sense of humour, but also a wicked ghoulish streak. She's capable of brewing up spite jars against her family's enemies, along with concocting love potions for the students at Baxter High. So uh, Lucy Davis was in The Office, the UK version of The Office. She's also in the uh, played Etta, which was the sort of sidekick in the Wonder Woman movie as well. So um, that, I think, is a nice bit of casting for that. They've also announced Miranda Otto from Homeland and 24 Legacy. She's playing Aunt Zelda, who is the rather sterner of the two aunts. She's proud, devout, and believes there is no greater honour than serving the Dark Lord as a member of the Church of Night. She's also the family's disciplinarian. So we yeah, see her again. Yeah, I, I, Has I, she I think, been in anything since 24? Uh, I don't think so. She may have been in bit things, but it, I think 24 Legacy was the big kind of thing that she did recently um, yeah. and yeah Homeland she was in before that so and uh, Eowyn she was in Lord of the Rings as well that's the other place you may know her for but uh, Miranda Otter really good actress great bits of casting for both those they both suit those parts really really well the other person they've cast is Richard Coyle who most recently you may, will have seen in Hard Sun which was the BBC TV series that's which he's been he's been most recently he was also in The Fall he's been in Convert Affairs he was in the Prince of Persia movie he was also playing Jeff in uh, Stephen Moffat's brilliant uh, 90s TV series, early 2000s TV series, Coupling. So he's playing Father Blackwood, who is the high priest of the Church of Night and Dean of the Academy of Unseen Arts. He's ruthless, ambitious, and hides a terrifying dark agenda that will put him in direct conflict with Sabrina and other members of the Coven. So again, I think he's, he's a kind of strange and odd actor, but plays that sort of strange and odd quite well. So... I think that's a really good bit of casting for that. I'm always happy to see Richard Coyle in things. I think he, he'd be really good. Did I miss it or forget, or have they cast Sabrina yet? They have cast her. It's a girl called Kernan Shipka. She was in Feud and was in Mad Men. She's playing Sabrina. Okay. Jess Sinclair, uh, who was in the Vampire Diaries, is play, playing Sabrina's best friend, Rosalind. And there's a, a relatively unknown British actor called Chance Permido, who is playing Sabrina's warlock cousin from England. And then, of course, Michelle Gomez, who was Missy in Doctor Who, is playing the uh, the teacher who turns out to be possessed and comes evil. So uh, I'm kind of looking forward to this. I mean, it's, it's from Greg Berlanti. It was originally supposed to be a spin-off from Riverdale, but then Netflix bought it, so there now may or may not be crossovers with Riverdale. They're not sure yet. It's I think not it, a, would it help that Riverdale is international Netflix? I think it would, and it actually, yeah. not only international Netflix, but it actually goes on to Netflix in the US after it runs on CW. Oh, I think it should probably should cross over then. So I, there, there yeah. is there is justifiable reason for having crossovers put in. They're both by Greg Berlanti. They're both you know part of of that world. That was the original plan. The main reason they went to Netflix is because this is a much darker show. They, I think they can get away with a lot more. Plus, they gave them a two-season pickup. So uh, there are, are definitely two seasons of Sabrina, whatever it's called. It's not going to be called Sabrina the Teenage Witch, we don't think. It might be called The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina because that's the comic book it's based off. But we don't know yet. They, it's officially untitled Sabrina series at the moment. Other news, EMM Banks's culture novels being developed for TV by Amazon. These are a, a very well-known and very well-respected set of sci-fi novels by Ian M. Banks, who is an incredibly well-known author. There are a series of novels referred to as the Culture Series. The first book's called Consider Felbus, I think it's called. It's described as a kinetic, action-packed adventure on a huge canvas. 
draws upon the extraordinary world and mythology of banks created in culture in which a highly advanced and progressive society ends up at war with the Idrans, a deeply religious warlike race intent on dominating the entire galaxy. Story centres on Hortzer, who is a roguelike agent tasked by the Idrans with the impossible mission of recovering a missing culture mind, which is an artificial intelligence many thousands of times smarter than any human. Something that could hold the key to wiping out culture altogether. What unfolds with Banks' trademark irreverent humour ultimately asks the poignant question of how we can use technology to preserve our humanity, not surrender to it. I mean, it's kind of interesting, and I know there was a lot of excitement when I posted this. I don't know the books particularly, but... Me neither. So, can't really tell you any, any more than that, other than the people who saw that this was being made were saying, this could be absolutely epic. It's got a very interesting writer behind it. It's Denny Kelly, who was the man responsible for Channel 4's wonderfully bizarre and strange Utopia series, which uh, got tragically killed way, way too early. Utopia was brilliant. So he's a really good, interesting person to having behind, I think, the show. Dennis Kelly was interviewed saying, far from being the dystopian nightmares that we're used to, Banks creates the kind of flawed paradise, a society truly worth fighting for, rather than a warning from the future his books are a beckoning. So I, yeah, I think this is, rather than be this kind of dark dystopian thing, I think that could be quite an interesting take on a sort of future series. I don't know. I mean, it's it's an interesting interesting one for Amazon as well because Amazon really have been going after these kind of big epic acquisitions I mean they've got the Lord of the Rings show coming yeah which is there's that as well they've kind of stepped away from doing these little sort of auteur driven drama pieces things like you know Transparent and those little kind of half hour or hour long oddball shows They've stepped away from doing that and decided they want to create the next Game of Thrones times 10, you know? So every show they seem to be going after seem to be these massive, big, epic canvas things. But I guess if you've got the money of Amazon behind you, then why not, you know, make the most epic thing you can think of? And uh, finally, we've got this week, they have found a new Magnum PI for uh, over at CBS for their Magnum PI reboot. Did we recently have a reboot? Not a Magnum. Or was that something else that no, was no, we may have, similar? We, we may have mentioned that they were they were going to do a Magnum PI reboot. Uh, I, you're, you're way too young to remember the original of this show. I don't know, right. are you aware of Magnum? <laughs> sort of. The original starred Tom Selleck. Well, the world's great ex- acting moustache just happens to be attached to the face of Tom Selleck. Um, <laughs> it's this sort of fun private investigator series. It's based on Hawaii. The new show is basically the same sort of thing. The guy they've cast as the lead is Jay Hernandez, who you may recognise from Suicide Squad. He played Diablo in Suicide Squad. He also played oh. Dante in Nashville as well. That's where you might know him from. Um, he was in Nashville? Yeah. Apparently. Maybe he played quite a small character or something. Yeah, he was in a few episodes, but he may have been a fairly minor role. He was a character called Dante mm. in Nashville. Unless it's coming up in this season, I don't know. He's also Maybe. played Curt- he played Curtis in Scandal and he was Dimitri in The Expanse as well. So, I mean, he's been around a few different shows, but uh, this is the first one where he's got a big kind of major lead role. It's only a pilot at the moment. The premise is similar to the classic 80s show. Magnum is a decorated ex-Navy SEAL, returns from Afghanistan, stand to become a flyweight investigator is helped up by tc and rick who are his two ex-navy buddies there's the character of higgins which is he's going to be juliet higgins in this version because it was a guy in the original version so they've gender swapped it to be a woman she's a disavowed former mi6 agent in this version um they solve crimes taking on cases that nobody else will touch along with exploring the bond between ex-military guys as they deal with the aftermath of war so it's very much going to be a like hawaii fight because it's the same team that did Hawaii Five O that are doing it. I would be astonished if it's not cro- doesn't cross over with Hawaii Five O, assuming that comes back for another season next season and this gets <laughs> yeah. picked up. There is no way they will not re- do a crossover at some point because it's exactly the same team behind it. Uh, it's also the t- same team that did MacGyver as well. So uh, and they did a crossover with MacGyver already and NCIS and all that sort of stuff. So you can tell exactly what sort of show it's going to be. I think they're setting this up as a replacement for when a Y5O inevitably comes to an end. I think that's what they're aiming for. And it's the perfect show for that because they're not massively dissimilar 
in the types of characters that you're dealing with. They're sort of former military guys turned sort of police officers, you know. But I, I don't know. We had this discussion online about whether whether Jay Hernandez needs to grow a moustache for the role because the moustache was such a, a kind of major part of Magnum in the uh, original series. But uh, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. Maybe he'll turn up with it and shave it off fairly quickly. Maybe he'll come back from war with it. Uh, the mm-hmm. pilot's been directed by Justin Lin, who is the director of a number of the Fast and Furious movies and uh, Star Trek Beyond. So I think that's kind of an interesting person to have behind the camera anyway. Should make for some interesting and exciting car chase sequences, if nothing else. One to look out for. As I say, it's only a pilot at the moment. We'll keep you updated if it does land a series order, but uh, I thought that sounded like it could be quite good fun. That's all the news for this week. Let's move on to the interview. <laughs> 
tapping to uh, you know, meeting the right people and that gets you into the uh, yeah the showy stuff exactly so and i tell a lot of people who ask me about you know getting into it i'm like you kind of have to go where it is surround yeah. yourself you get pulled into it so are you still based out of la now no i moved uh out of la the end of two that uh the beginning of 2008 right. um through atlanta georgia where there's a uh, thriving film yeah. and television community there now and um i still go back and forth between LA and Atlanta and New York as well, but I'm based in Atlanta. Yeah, I mean, Atlanta's become this huge hub for for you mm-hmm. know ever since The Walking Dead kind of yeah. took up residence there, and then it's just exploded into this huge yeah. TV production Ex- hub. Exactly, it's 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 a there's a lot going on t- yeah. this year. And- lot coming up yeah i've heard that i've heard it's a it's a huge place now for it so i mean some of some of the stuff you've you've worked on a film with hugh jackman and jk simmons called the front runner that uh you did recently yes yeah so you've got that coming up How, how's how's it working with uh people like hugh jackman um i didn't do hugh he was in the chair next to me my friend did he was here but he was an amazing man yeah he was that guy who would come in every thursday and no matter what he had a lottery ticket for every single person <laughs> there wonderful man great energy just just a delight to work with very very good so who were you doing on that film i did um vera who plays his wife she's the woman who plays the mom on uh bates motel oh right yeah yeah, yeah. vera <laughs> faminga yeah i did vera for that she was a wonderful wonderful woman and we just had a great time telling that story it's you know it's a political drama yeah about the gary Hyde scandal but um she plays lee hart his wife and she was wonderful absolutely wonderful to work with yeah do you tend to be working on one particular actor for a show like that or a film like that? Well, it depends. If I'm department hitting, I'm usually working on several actors, but then there are some other jobs that I get called on where I'm just a personal to that one actor. Right. Right now I'm working with Mahershala Ali. Um, you may know him from the yeah. um, Moonlight. And yeah. um, second project with him, This is uh, the first one was Green Book. We just finished that literally a few weeks ago. Yes. In yeah. New Orleans. And now here we are um, with True Detective. We'll be here until July. Wow. Yeah. So yeah, it depends. (laughs) So I mean, what's your kind of day like then on a on a set for a show like that? I will say the average day minimal is twelve hours. Minimal. (laughs) No ids and buts about it. The average day is twelve hours. Um, and can go up to eighteen hour day. It's a really really rigorous schedule, and episodic tends to be a bit of the hardest to do. Motion picture, it's a little bit easier because it's an ongoing story. But episodic, there's lots of different scenes it's lots of reshooting and lots of separate units where you you're working with one unit here and another unit down the road working right. so it's a, it's a lot involved but you gotta you gotta love it though <laughs> you gotta, if you don't love it you'll hate it <laughs> yeah yeah if you're gonna spend that much time on a set surrounded by those people you you really have exactly. to be into it exactly and you know sometimes there's a lot of night work and that's that's hard on the body but you know if it's something that you have a passion for then you you dive in wholeheartedly yeah so i mean in terms of what you are actually doing i mean do they come in do the actors come into you first thing and then you kind of set a particular hairstyle and then it's kind yeah. of keeping that maintained throughout the day yeah it's all about that character um and what what look we're trying to achieve it's if it's a period piece that's say that's based in the 1930s or 40s then of course we collaborate and we come up with a look that they're satisf- satisfied with and that actually brings forth that character for them hmm. And we maintain that look pretty much throughout the day. There are some things that change depending on what type of scene it is, what time of day it is, if it's a nighttime scene, if it's a shower scene, if it's a dirty, muddy fight scene. So, (laughs) you know, those things have to be tweaked. And one of the hardest parts for me is making a person look kind of bad. It's it's like (laughs) being in the beauty business, your your mind is like, oh, let's make him or let's make her look really great and look beautiful. But I find the hardest challenge for me is messing a person up. Yeah. (laughs) You know, my mind is like, yeah, we need to mess them up, but my hands are constantly grooming them and fixing them. (laughs) So it's just, you know, basically storytelling through the changes that are made throughout the project, whether it's a film or whether it's a TV show. Yeah. 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 Do you have some way of tracking continuity with the hairstyles? Because I know having talked to a lot of the makeup people, they have like sort of makeup maps and, you know, they'll, they'll have... They'll have like if they you're talking with people that are doing full body makeup, they'll have like a you know a mannequin that's got like the marks on it and stuff. Oh yeah, absolutely. And a lot of a lot of what I do is uh, is photographs. So photographs right. are very important from 
starting scene to the finishing to the finish of the scene because the scene could start off basically very calm mm. and it could erupt into you know a fist fight and wherever they end up is where you're gonna start them the next scene you know yeah. if it's a pickup from there you have to start them where they're where they are so basically I I follow my photographs from start to middle to the end of the scene. And with that, you print them out, you label them. If it's scene two, day four, you label it scene two, day four, and <laughs> you pick up from there. So it's p- putting together a puzzle because we don't shoot in order. So basically yeah, yeah. you document what scene it is, what day it is. You put that in your book and then you basically shoot around that and put them together. I know some people in your industry bemoan the death of the Polaroid camera, but I mean, you, moving into digital has got to be easier these days. Absolutely. I was, I was happy to see that go. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God for the digital world. And sometimes when you have, a, 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 when, you, when, when you're working with a team of people, we all have maybe iPhones or some kind of device that's compatible. I can have someone photograph a scene that's going on inside and before they get done with that scene i've had the, the photograph printed labeled and in the book already right yeah. so thanks to technology you know it's made things so much better and so much easier yeah oh good. yeah that's good <laughs> you also not only do the uh, drama and stuff you've done quite a lot of bits of reality tv as well things like americans net top model x factor mm-hmm. those sort of things as well mm-hmm. i mean that's obviously a very different type of thing because you are doing the glamorous stuff it it is. You know, it is. And one thing I love about my, my journey in Hollywood is I've, I've got to put my hands in a little bit of everything. And, you know, there's a I can have a week when I'm done, you know, done filming on a TV show or movie. I can have a week where day one I'm doing red carpet. The next day it may be a reality show. The next day it may be a commercial. The next day it may be a photo shoot. You know, I can have a week of a little bit of everything. And I love to mix it up when I'm not on a project. It definitely makes it more interesting and it makes it worth doing. You know, it's so go from one extreme to the next where you're just doing the same character over and over and over to doing a full on top model for high, you know, high fashion runway. So it's, yeah. it's yeah. definitely that that industry where you can dip your hands in all sorts of hair and do all sorts of stuff basically in one week. Yeah, must keep it you know, interesting and, and kind of different and stuff. It does. And I'm grateful that, you know, I've, I've had the kind of career so far that has allowed me to be able to jump from one thing to the next and just break it up so it's not so monotonous, you know? Yeah. Um, What would you say has been your most interesting experience since you've been working? I'll say, well, it wasn't, it's it's not really an entertainment thing, but my most interesting clientele, should I say, have been uh, dead bodies. (laughs) Right. Okay. Yeah. I've worked for mortuaries uh, when I lived in Maryland. I've worked for a few mortuaries there, a few funeral homes. Right. um, Yeah. That's a bit different, of course. I mean, of course, it's hair and it's makeup, but it's a definitely a different climate. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I will say it's a dignified business and it, ha- it has made me proud to be able to do someone in their final, you know, final viewing and things mm-hmm. like that and make them look presentable for a family to actually love the way they're looking and you know, it's just uh, the last time they're going to see them. So I, I take pride in making them look presentable for their loved ones. Yeah, yeah. It makes a, a huge difference. I remember when my, my grandmother passed away many years ago and they laid the body out and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, they'd, they'd done all the work and stuff. And my mum yeah. wasn't going to go in and, and say her. She was quite happy not seeing her. But yeah. After the tenth person came out and went, my God, she looks much better than she did with the, in life. She basically went in because she's like, I, I have to see it now. I just, yeah, it's it's, it's one of those things, you know. And I, I like I, like you said, it's it's a, it's a different thing. It's it definitely, yeah, yeah. you know, for me being on the, the the grooming side of it, you know, I definitely take pride in making them look presentable, and you know, it's it's a definite a sigh of relief to family members just to see them you know looking peaceful and yeah better yeah, yeah absolutely no, it, it does it makes a huge difference absolutely um, that's very rewarding for me yeah <laughs> yeah do, do you ever do that still now or is that i do really? i get calls yes i do get calls um from some of the places that i work with work with it i'm um, sorry worked at in maryland still are you in town are you available to do this are you available to do that but yeah i have had requests still wow yeah, yeah. that's yes that is completely the other end of <laughs> the spectrum yeah, i think and i tell people all the time and and when i when i give them the answer to that you know that that question they're like well, what, do you, what would you do if you wasn't doing this that's really what i would do for would do full time yeah 
Yeah, I do really get that because it makes a huge difference. Um, what's the best piece of advice somebody's given you? Um, to not be afraid to ask for what you want. Right. You know, there have been things that pre- that were presented to me and, you know, I was like, yeah, okay, sure, I'll do this. And just wasn't totally satisfied once I started doing it. But I've learned along the way and people have told me, you know, if you want that, ask for it. You know, say I want A, B, C, D, say exactly what it is and don't be afraid. So I think asking for what I want as a hairstylist and as an artist to help fulfill me in this industry is has been the most rewarding piece of advice that I've gotten. Right. Yeah. What's been your most fun show to work on up until now, do you think? My most fun show, I would have to say, uh, was last year, the new show called Claws. Yeah, <laughs> I saw you done that. I thought that might be quite appealing. <laughs> that, I would have to say, has been one of the funnest projects I've worked on so far. Um, those ladies were amazing. Lots of fun. Macy Nash, fun and talented. And she's been a client of mine for almost 20 years. Uh, from the moment I got to LA, she called and she's always called whenever she's at a new project to see if I'm available. If I'm not, you know, she moves on, but she always reach out and say, Hey, this is coming up. But I have to say that was one of the most fun projects that I've worked on in a long time. Yeah. It looks like a fun show. It's every bit of what you see and it's every bit of that behind the scenes. Yeah. (laughs) So um, you're on True Detective now. Have you got anything lined up after that or is it just a case of see what's around by the time when you get to the end of it? Exactly. Um, I usually try and you know, just definitely stay focused on what I what I am on. And if something comes through the agency, you know, they definitely know that I'm booked and not available. But I don't have anything lined up until uh, after I'm done. Well, I don't have anything lined up at all, but I usually won't put a search out until about 30 days until I'm almost done. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. But this one's taking me to July, so it's going to be an interesting haul here in Arkansas. Yeah, so are you in Arkansas for the, for the whole shoot as well? The entire time. Wow, yeah, <laughs> interesting. And it's cold here, it's freezing. <laughs> hey, it's I'm in England, it's snowing outside. <laughs> oh, okay, so you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's like yeah. minus, minus one Celsius today, so I'm not sure what that is in Paris night but it's cold that's one of the things that happened here um we were in new orleans a few weeks ago and i i was checking the weather here in arkansas just because it was you know kind of weird in new orleans and i I went to my phone and i I looked at fayetteville arkansas and i screenshot it it said one degree and i was like (laughs) oh my god is that where we're going so i showed it to mahershla i said look what we got Look, look what we're looking forward to. He's like, where's that? I said, that's where we're going. But um, it's a beautiful place, I will say. Yeah. Very cold, but beautiful. Yeah, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Not looking forward to the exterior shots at night at all. <laughs> oh, no, <laughs> no, that's not going to be pleasant. Hopefully it warms up for you. I mean, you are in February at the moment, so hopefully it gets warm. Yeah, yeah. Some of the locals here say that by the end of March, it should be pretty beautiful. Yeah. So last two questions that we always yeah, ask absolutely. people because we cover a lot of TV shows on the site. So uh, first question is, what TV shows are you watching at the moment? I am watching the Versace story. Ah, yes. We haven't got that yet it's coming soon though over here so i'm looking forward to seeing it it looks really interesting yeah i worked on that um i had some time off between projects i went to la just to hang out with some friends and got called to work on it so it's really cool to see it coming forth and it's really good (laughs) yeah so i'm looking forward to that um last question would be if you had the opportunity to work on any tv show past present or future not one that you've already done which show would it be oh my god <laughs> i would have to say i'd say future and it's going to be a show that i write <laughs> okay good because <laughs> that's something i'm actually venturing out into you know i've been intimidated by the thought of it for years but i realized that I'm working in this industry as, as much as I do. I, I know how it works. And I was intimidated by the thought of writing, but I have started writing and I'm happy about it. So it's going to be my show. <laughs> cool. They say if you can't find the project you want to do, write it yourself. So, <laughs> And that's what I'm doing. I'm writing and I've started writing it. It's about a family who lives in Baltimore, Maryland, which is the city that I'm from. Right. And um, they own an interior design business. So it's about that and the drama that comes with that. Oh, cool. I shall yeah. look out for that when it, uh, you know, hopefully you, you get it on air and uh, we'll be able to see it. That'll be cool. It's going to happen. It's got to. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Well, I'll, I'll let you get back to it and uh, you, know, you get back. Hopefully somewhere we're a bit warmer. <laughs> I definitely like that as well. Thank you so much. <laughs> I right. appreciate it. Yeah, it's been lovely to talk to you. Come back on again when you're, you know, after you're done. And if your show goes, that would be great. Would love to. Thank you, man. All right. Cheers. Thanks. Bye.
So that was the interview with Lawrence Davis. Hope you enjoyed that. Not sure when that film's coming out over here, but we'll we'll let you know when we hear more. Here are some highlights for next week on TV. So highlights for next week, and there are a lot. <laughs> we've we've sort of hit March. I think March you can tell is going to be I, March is one of the busiest months for TV and games that yeah. I think I've seen. It is crazy. Everything seems to have started a little bit later this year. I think partly because of the Winter Olympics and and I things keep hearing go- that. Yeah. Things got kind of moved out of the way. Plus there's things like sweeps and there's holidays. They always get breaks in February anyway in the US. So uh, everything seems to have been bumped back to March this time around, which, uh, yeah, it's just crazy. There's a ridiculous amount of things. So um, <laughs> we'll kick off with Save Me, which is coming to Sky Atlantic on 28th of February. This is starring Lenny James from The Walking Dead. It has a unique and unlikely hero accused of a terrible crime. You must have seen the trailer for this because they're all yeah, over seen, the place yeah a lot of info and stuff and Lenny James is brilliant so I'm going to be watching that I think that's going to be very interesting mm-hmm. it's got um, I think it's her name is Suzanne uh, she played Dr. Foster oh yeah um, yes yeah. she's in it as well Assassination of Gianni Versace, the American crime story. That's coming to BBC Two finally on the 28th of February at 9pm. This is the next American crime story. It seems to have gone down fairly well in the US. So it's going to premiere first on BBC Two. It'll then come onto Netflix 28th of February at 9pm. That arrives. Then we've got uh, Flash. We've got starting back tonight if you're listening to this on the Tuesday. But uh, yeah, so Flash is back this week. You've then got uh, DC's Legends of Tomorrow. That's coming on the 28th of February at 9pm so that's back then uh, we've got Arrow which is back on the 1st of March that's on the 8th of February a couple of other things we've got starting Last Man Standing if you're a fan of Tim Allen and have watched the first three seasons which were on Sky 1 I think and then they dropped it then E4 picked it up and then they dropped it it's now running on 5 star uh, the 4th season it's the first time that's been shown over here because I think they've actually bought all the seasons of it because it's now cancelled in the US but that's coming on the 28th of February at 7pm. Benidorm is back for its 10th season on ITV. That's on the 28th of February at 9pm. American Dad is back on Fox. That's for season 14. I think their new episodes of Family Guy are on as well this week. Uh, but that's on the 1st of March at 10pm. I think Family Guy actually premieres on ITV too. So I'm not sure what it is. It's new premiere episodes of Family Guy on Fox. But I don't know whether they're new to the UK or whether ITV2 have shown them first. So I'm mm. very confused with the uh, how they label things on Family Guy because they're different to the US, which makes it very difficult to track. Um, <laughs> so then we've got uh, DuckTales finally is landing on Disney XD. If you uh, want to catch up with new DuckTales based on the classic series with David Tennant voicing Scrooge McDuck, that's on the 1st of March that arrives. Then we've got a few returning series, Designated Survivor back to the second half of that season two on first uh, of March that comes to Netflix have you caught up with these yet or are you still way behind I'm still like a season behind yeah <laughs> it's been a good show I have been enjoying it um, I mean it's turned into a bit more the West Wing with Kiefer Sutherland it's, it's gone a bit away from being the kind of conspiracy drama it's still that storyline's still there but you know it seems to be more political than kind of conspiracy drama at this point not that that's okay. a bad thing I am enjoying it but it it's it's become the political stories have become kind of bigger and the conspiracy stuff has kind of stepped back a bit so it's an interesting that, slight shift i heard that kim raver who played audrey is is going to be joining oh really okay um second yeah so i think it's second half of the season that's, so that should be really good yeah that's that's an interesting uh addition rope more 24 people in that'll be good <laughs> Uh, Scandal is also back for the second half of season seven. That's on Sky Living. That's on the 1st of March as well. That's coming at 10 p.m. There is a mini series called The Looming Tower, which uh, staff Jess Daniels and Peter Skarsgård. That's coming to Amazon Video on the 1st of March. And it's about the rivalry between the FBI and the CIA during the time that may have inadvertently set a path for 9 11. So that looks like it could be quite an interesting sort of historical drama. The Good Doctor returns for the second 
kicking off of that first season that's on 2nd of March at 9pm that's been quite good if you like your medical dramas it's worth going to watch Ghost Wars which is from continuance Simon Barry that's about an Alaskan town overrun with paranormal forces coming to Netflix on the 2nd of March I really really like Continuum so I will probably have a look at Ghost Wars and see if it's any good or not but um, could be one worth checking out I'm not hugely into paranormal things but mm-hmm. Continuum was very good so I might give that a go in amongst everything else I need to watch now um, <laughs> Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. back for its fifth season, finally, finally on E4. That's on the 4th of March at 9pm. That I'm very much looking forward to. I have seen about half of the first episode because they put it up on YouTube and didn't region lock it, I don't think. So I, but they only put like half of the first episode. They didn't put the whole thing up just as a teaser. So I've seen some of the first episode of that and it was really good and uh, starts where it kind of ended with them all apparently on a space station. So um, they're, they're going into space which I think is is kind of an interesting direction to take the show. That starts on the 4th of March, though, at 9pm on E4. And then, finally, Once Upon a Time, back for the second half of its seventh and now final season. That is coming on the 6th of March to Netflix. I don't know whether... Have you watched any Once Upon a Time? I, I was thinking about trying it, but probably later in the year now. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, the, you can sort of watch the first six seasons and ignore the seventh, <laughs> really. Okay. Um, okay. Because, I mean, the seventh is fine. It's just, it's a completely different story, basically. It's a kind of continuation, but at the end of the sixth season, they sack off the cast. So the first six seasons are basically one self-contained thing. So you can easily watch the first six seasons and kind of ignore the seventh if you uh, don't want to carry it on. But um, yeah, it's, it's, maybe I'll it, watch it in the summer or something when things calm down. Yeah, it's a it's a good show. That tends to be what I end up doing. Actually, is I tend to sort of save them up, and it's one of those shows that I catch up with over the summer. So yeah. um, how many how many episodes is there in each season? Is it like a full season or? I think it's a full season, so there are quite a few to get through. So okay. it's going to be either sixteen or twenty two or something. So it, there are quite a lot to get through. It's a good sort of summer binge watch. That I think. Okay, I'll see what I make of it. That's all the uh, air date updates we have for this week unless you've got anything else you want to add in no there's plenty to plenty to come I think over a couple <laughs> of next couple of days and into March um, there's a few series that come out on Netflix later in March like um, the final season of Love and then Jessica Jones season yes, 2 yeah. yeah quite a lot of stuff yeah Jessica Jones so. season 2 coming up fairly soon so yes a lot to come up if you uh, want to find more on Matt you can find him over at entertainmenttalk.org you can also find the Walking Dead UK podcast podcast over at entertainmenttalk.org which starts yeah. up again for the next season that is or for the second half of this season that will be out on wednesday that will be uh, something you need to go and listen to if you're a fan of the walking dead mm-hmm. we just redesigned the uh or you helped me do it as well yeah uh, redesigned yeah. the site and stuff so yes brand, brand um, sparkling new website they have as well so uh, you can go and have a look at that for us you can find us at geektown.co.uk throughout the week get all your latest new air date info and tv news lots of stuff going up daily at the moment if you want to email us with your questions and comments you can email us on podcast at geektown.co.uk you can leave a message on the website post find us at geektown on twitter go to facebook at facebook.com forward slash geektown and youtube at youtube.com forward slash geektown and on instagram at geektown uk that's everything we shall see you next week bye 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 mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.